So good morning everyone. I think we've arrived. So into the uh, place where you probably have enough um, stability to begin to understand or get a sense of your what confronts you. Let's get after what it becomes simpler. You know, the one one point that confronts you through all the various sub-issues and topics, the one can't do, can't make, can't get it, can't and can't, can't get can't. I've been told this so many times and still can't quite get out of it. And, uh, but then also, um, just coming into a place where you, you feel there's some comfort. Mm. And this is the embodiment. Mm. So, say a, a, an aspect of, put it another way, rather than where in your body, but an aspect of your embodied experience that feels settled. Mm. Somewhere in your sense of being here, having your location, being present, we have a comfortable, settled place. It's not a thought. Um, it has a certain quality to it, certain detectable quality. It's not just an idea. It, it stands there. It sits there. You don't have to kind of keep keep making it happen. Mm. Place of some safety non-resistance, quietness, comfort, and there's that, and there's places where one feels shut down, or agitated, or struggling, or sleepy, swampy, sunk, there's that places too. So we can get it very simple, it takes time to get to get simple. And it's only the simplicity is the only way we can really find a way through. It's too complicated, you can't get through it. Tracking, being able to track is that. So this is one of the skills you develop as a meditator, the ability to track, to witness, to locate. Oh, it's that. That's there. Uh-huh. Feels like this. And then you really get the feeling of it. The uh, quality of agreeable, disagreeable, mobile, warm, cold, rigid. You realize that when it feels comfortable, it's not extreme anything. It's not hot. It's not cold. It's not rigid. It's not any kind of, kind of it's a blended state when we feel kind of slightly fluid but firm, we feel soft but not sloppy, um, we feel warm but not heated up, we feel alive but not frantic. <laughs> you know, it's, not, it's not a frozen out, shut down state, not alive but not jumpy. Mm. So detecting, tracking, detecting your resource place. Refuge place. So that term becomes 
not just an aspiration or an idea, but really a felt experience. For embodiment practice, this is um, an essential. And everything we do is trying to track that, learn how to track, learn how to detect something that first of all is very subtle, it's not passionate, um, you may be, you may locate it in places in your body you weren't looking for, you know, generally it's going to be abdominal, for many people are going to come down there, it could be in your chest, um, in a way the anatomy itself gets problematic. Because anatomy is, is a concept in your mind. Anatomy is an object, it's not a subject. A useful enough object in many respects. When you want to get a pair of shoes, you need to know what your foot size. But in terms of subjective experience, anatomy can have its problems. It's, it's okay for location, but then the problem with an, having this idea of your body as an anatomy you know, is that you we believe in a sense of, you know, um, the shoulder is different from the knee, the foot is separate from the hand, the head is somewhere else other than in the legs. See, the body gets divided up. In terms of, of an energetic quality, it's all here. And there's a quality of warmth or suffusiveness and the body doesn't have to be differentiated. The mind constructs, internally constructs an image of the body um, because that's what, real, you know, what we, we operate through. The mind constructs many, many definitions and this has its uses and its limitations. We're coming more into direct subjective experience where you feel. You can call it a leg if that's helpful, but what's the legginess of it? It feels like fluid or strong or tense or tensile, it throbs, it connects. Mm. And so we come down to very elemental qualities and the Buddha described these as the body as a mass of elemental properties such as the ability to experience firmness, earth, to be able to hold a shape, to hold a form. Water, the ability to um, embrace things, to, to connect things, to overflow past boundaries. Air, the ability to press, to surge, to move through, to exert pressure. Fire, the ability, the property that heats, warms, or of course doesn't, you know, absence, presence of properties. And with direct experience, you more turn towards that. And you can refer to, yeah, there's that in my chest, or my belly, my legs. But in a way, eventually, that doesn't really matter. That's, that's, a, that's a derived concept. 
directly relating. And the interesting thing is when you directly relate to these elemental properties, the sense of that which can resist the earth element firm, it can withstand pressure, that which exerts pressure, subtle, air element, breathes, it pushes, that which arouses heat, warming, that which unifies, um, has no distinct shape, water, detecting these qualities, and as as you turn towards that, something in you knows, this is not harmonious. It's not, it's, it's not, it should, the ideal state is when all these qualities blend. So the ideal is our refuge where we feel warm but not hot. We feel soft but not sloppy. We feel, you know, um, fluid but not shapeless, not kind of um, dissipated. Um, we feel there's a vitality, ability to, for strength, but it's not pushy. So all these kind of qualities, you know, that's right. What happens? My mind feels happy. It feels easy. It feels comfortable. It settles because that's my home. That's where it's at home. Undifferentiated quality, where the elements are not broken up. When you detect that, and it's important to detect that because it may not be something you're that familiar with or you only get in moments, but that, that is, that's very important to find that jewel, that refuge, that safe place. And in there, you're not an identity, you're not a man, you're not a woman, you're not old, you're not young, you're not big, you're not small, you're not anything apart from just safe, comfortable. I'm good, I'm fine, you know. I don't have to make anything out of it. And in there, at that place, you sense there's a sense of a a subjective awareness. I'm aware of that. And avoid or, you know, any sense of I own this or make this or this is what I am it's just there's this quality and when you detect that you begin to recognize well some stiff up there rigid there searing there numb there you know and you detect the other elements you know other places it's not completed yet now this is really the place of the of the meditator because if there's no safe place, no refuge place, no place where you feel okay, you don't meditate. You may think you're meditating, but basically you just compensate <laughs> or dissociate <laughs> or strategize how to get out of this mess as quick as possible, go into my head, think of something else, get an idea going, or so just suppress everything. You know? hold it down you don't meditate you know you, I'm not saying that's a permanent condition 
Yeah, I mean, but this is often where we start. We don't start meditating. We start with trying to meditate, and uh, and then you know, through practice, it can be you find this place, ah, and then now, medit- now meditation. Now you've established a place where meditation can occur, and it's really this quality of ending suffering. Yeah, like that, I, that way way of putting it, bringing around harmony, dissolving the differentiations, maybe an unusual way of putting it. But wherever the, there is this differentiation, then there's going to be a, I am this, there's that. There's going to be some kind of stressing. Yeah, some sense of this is a. You know, I'm on one side of it, this is the other side of it. This is what I've accepted, this is not acceptable. This is where I am, this is what I, in my limits. And that's really the, um, you know, the, the sangsaric paradigm, you know, whereby one is very limited, we are differentiated, and the boundaries and the differentiations keep magnifying. You get more and more of them. They build up. The more you linger in a differentiated boundary state, the more they build up. We're dynamic. We say the process escalates. So this is kind of what we're in. That is having come into birth. You recognize, oh, I'm here, that's there. I'm the this thing, that's the that thing. That's the first differentiation. I'm in here, that's out there. I'm, I'm in the body, there's the world out there. First differentiation. That's a differentiation, pleasure, pain. Hmm? Then it comes into myself and other people. And then it goes on what I'm feeling and what I'm supposed to do, what I'm feeling and what is allowed to be expressed or manifest. You see very little, small child, whatever it's feeling, it's just, you know, it's there. <laughs> but as you, you, you know, that's not, see, as you grow up, that gradually gets clipped to, well, you, you know, you may feel like that, but you don't do it. <laughs> so there's often a boundary between what I'm feeling and what I can actually express and even if that differentiation process goes on you internalize it so I can't even express it to myself so certain aspects of me are not really okay, acceptable so we'll shut them off we exclude them so every time that, that process continues you get more and more we say hard tissue scar tissue Around where you cut, th- where things get cut off. Mm. Now, actually, the uh, reality is that uh, we're not differentiated. We adopt differentiations, or the jitta adopts differentiations. So, still, even though we have definitely this is what I am, I'm definitely this. I know what I'm doing, I'm this, 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 this. 
there's bits of me that haven't really agreed with that, but I've, I've made them shut up. And then when I sit down and meditate, they start grumbling. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what they are. I don't feel comfortable. And then you feel it's in your body, which was, doesn't feel comfortable. What's that? So, well, I'll try and do something about that. Certainly, well, let's get rid of those difficult bits. That must be the art. Get rid of the difficult bits. There's something wrong with you. Get rid of the difficult bits. So so one acts upon the differentiation principle, get rid of the difficult bits. Um, But the truth of the matter is we're not differentiated. So one aspect of your experience is fights another aspect of your experience. You can say your your notional, habitual, informed, managerial, competent self struggles with your irrational, rebellious, confused, muttering <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and it starts off thinking, well, I'll get this sorted out in no time. And then it gets humbled. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, better learn some more things to get how to get rid of this. So we get more and more complex trying to deal with these stuff. Mm. And we can even explain it and analyze it. Mm. But really the, what we're trying to bring around in this embodiment practice and particularly embodying the qualities of Goodwill, anukampa, empathy, sympathy, sympathetic resonance is, wonder if it just be, if you could, if it could be possible to release the differentiation, to release the boundary, to be upamana, boundaryless. In other words, to include the excluded, the stupid, the nasty, the frozen the fearful, the pathetic. What am I to do? Oh, I'll be a, if I do that, I'll be a mess. <laughs> sure you will. <laughs> Maybe it's about time. <laughs> How far did competence get you? Got you a good job, maybe? Got your car, maybe. You're still a mess. <laughs> so how about you know, being a mess, but uh, just radiating the quality of goodwill through that? Boy, I don't know if I can handle that. So this is very, is very difficult to even bring that idea. The shame. Others will see me. I will see me. That's the worst one. 
and I won't be, you know, a good person, a good self, a competent, strong man, a peaceful, happy woman, whatever. I will be a nasty, prickly, twisted mess. (laughs) 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 And it's going to radiate the goodwill. So that's why it's very difficult and we haven't got this comfort place which doesn't care because it's not differentiated. Just extend the non-differentiation from the non-differentiated. Unless you access that, it gets theoretical. So even when one may want to do it, unless you actually have the goods, which is a quality of that, somewhere there's the being loved, somewhere there's the not being averse, Somewhere there's acceptance. Somewhere there's your comfort place where, yeah, you know, and it could be a, not in your brightest place. It could be in your slightly, even slightly dreamy. There are energetic ranges, and habitually we tend to inhabit or use a certain range of energies. Generally, you know, because we're socially and work-oriented and more brisk, effective functioning. This is, you know, where I like to be out there doing stuff, getting my things done, feel good like that, you know. And then, but that is only a range of energy, as you know, when you go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So you've got that, your energy can go from anywhere, from you're sick or tired, it goes down, doesn't it? That's part of what you experience. There's nothing wrong with it. As such, it's, a, it's part of your energy is a slow, dreamy, drifting energy, and some of it's kind of quite vigorous and bright. Some of it's really forceful. You've got a band, and you tend to occupy a particular, you know, range in that band has been your norm. And sometimes when you, you meditate, you're also learning to actually drop a little, perhaps, or rise a little. Or just shift your energies so you're going to really quiet, almost, almost asleep, soft, not really very effective, not very clear, just a bit of, well, I mean, well, it's about as much as you can do. Quiet energy, and if you tend to be stagnant, then maybe you, need, you can move to the more brisker side, but extending your energy band. Mm-hmm. Because your energy band width, your energy range, tends to be that which is occupied by your conventional defined self, your boundary self, mm-hmm. your socially approved self, your functioning self, your competent self, the one that you'd like you know, the world to see you as. The one that's been approved of. The one that got the job. The one that got his head patted. The one that won the school prize. Or, you know, parents liked it. Our little kid did really well. Whoopee, you know. And so on. That's the one we want to be. But it's only a bit. Mm? And it's actually... And of the, the course, the higher the performance criteria to what is considered really good the narrower that band gets you know, you, you can't 
drop a step. You're really on the ball all the time. All the time. You're really right there with it. Every moment. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, what's the chances of being there? <laughs> and yet that, that's kind of what society's aiming for. Push people to the place where they're, you know, maximum efficiency is what we want. Not 90%. 99% is acceptable. <laughs> Just, you know, push it right up so you've got this kind of driven state and then that is okay. Anything less, not so good. Yeah. So one tends to reach for that almost instinctively. We're very, you know, again, we're very empathic beings. I mean, we, we tend to instinctively start to orient ourselves in terms of other people and where we feel comfortable and how we feel, you know, safe or befriended or approved of. We look for the smiles, we look for the, you know, we, we do that without even really thinking about it. And when you're getting that, getting the most of that, oh, that's where that feels good. So, particularly in performance driven societies, all the, the smiles and the rewards have so come for the high performance, not the low performance. So you, one tends to be oriented in the high performance. And then, so naturally that's the unconscious, you know, model that we carry with us. That bit of my experience with the high performance, best, most competent, most clear, that's where I want to be, that's where I should be, anything else is not good. That is very stressful. That is stressful. I'm not saying you can't be there, but you can't live there. You'll burn out. <laughs> so what happens when it goes down a bit? Oh, not so good. Forgetful. Drop this. Mate. Stupid, idiot, failure, not getting it right. Shame. This kind of thing. Yeah. It was wrong. So we operate from maybe through one band of energy. When we come to meditate, well, who's a good meditator then? <laughs> the efficient, quick results, you know, high, high energy, on the ball, never misses a single breath. That's what we want. <laughs> That's what we want. And if not, more effort is needed. More effort is needed to get those marks, to get the, you know, check and the enlightenment. You know. <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> Sorry, you know, somewhere else for you, but this is the cream. <laughs> and as quick as possible. This is very poor, I think. This is brutal. Yeah. This is very unfair. Not, not, uh, you know, and how good you have to be. Ask yourself that question many times to get the resonance of it. How good do you have to be to be here? Who says? What does it feel like? These are the measurements, the measuring mind.
Now that, uh, so he says, an area, the, the, the governing, controlling, organizing, social ego model, which is supposed to be in charge of this whole thing, but isn't. And so when it can't do what it can't do, because it's not actually in control of things, it's only an aspect, it doesn't encompass the whole, however good it is, it's only a part, it doesn't encompass. In fact, its job isn't to encompass, its job is to exclude. Right? We don't want the second rate, we want the first rate. Its job is to exclude the derelict, the confused, the erratic, to exclude it. Cut it out, get shape. You know? That's its job. You can't ask it to embrace. It doesn't do that. Fortunately, that's not all you have. You also have your comfort place. Where there's no mission, nothing to prove, nothing you have to make. Do, exclude. And you want to extend that. That can include. And that's the gesture. So we could say the fundamental quality is this kind of coming to this place where it is comfortable and then being to sense that, enjoy it, and turn it towards the rest. To view myself from this place of refuge. This is the movement of compassion and goodwill. The Buddha teaches out of Anukampa empathy. If we take the word Buddha, Buddha, so it's said in a few places in the suttas. That which is the purification, that which is the purified citta is called Buddha. Or by the purification of mind, one is called Buddha. So this quality, you could say, this quality, the purity there, we call this citta, purity purified citta, we call this Buddha, awakened like a little awakened bit not differentiated, not owned by anybody, not an identity, not got a box around it, doesn't have a mission, there it is. Buddha comes into the world, is the expression. Turns the eye, turns its awareness towards the condition. That's the great compassion of Buddha. And that turning, what, when that return, that is the movement of compassion, of empathy, of goodwill, isn't a performance. It's a suffusion. That means it's not a, right, there's the job, let's get on, crack it out, let's knock those hindrances out, boom, boom, boom. Um, let's get the old chariot to enlightenment going. It's not... <laughs> It's just 
being aware of the disturbance, sensing it, opening to that, almost an energetic, perhaps a slower energy than our brisk, competent self, slowly feeling through the tissues, through the body, through the hurts, through the tangles, feeling it, and not pushing it, not making an obstacle out of it, not saying, oh, there's the problem, I'm the good one, there's the problem. The Buddha is not good, it's just aware. It's not right, it's just aware. So letting the awareness percolate through the tissues, even places you didn't even, haven't really touched in with. And the uh, thing I'm proposing is that uh, just through permeating the felt tissues of this embodiment, releases and shifts can occur that affect your mind, your psychology, your... Hmm? At this point, this place, mind and body are not separate. Now, I'm not talking so much about the anatomical body, although you might very well say, well, this is in my throat. And that's reasonable, but you've got to come into the area, then forget throat. Okay, just move into an area... Here's the space, here's the firmness. It should be that all the elements are present there. Here's the vitality. And it, you know, you'll begin to notice it doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel in harmony. It feels like it's pushing. It feels like it's trapped. It feels like it's desperate. It feels like it's struggling. What's it, what's it doing? doesn't feel right, it feels like something, there's a pressure there. What's that? What's that? I don't know. Don't have an idea. Just spread into that warming quality of goodwill. Mm. And as we do so, just to, well, okay, it may be the case that it's, uh, there's one pervades this embodied sense you meet first of all the obstacle the resistance don't want don't want anybody coming in here okay waiting gently waiting and then you you begin to sense something else. You tune in to the emotional or the mental tone. So it may feel like hard or rigid or tight. Okay, that's we say more like a bodily reference. Then what about the mood? Does it feel happy? No. Does it feel stressed? That's better. Stressed. And then frightened. Frightened. Yeah. Worried. Not secure. Oh. Perhaps remembering that. Yeah. So then that sense of the, the, the offering of security can occur. And this happens kind of intuitively if you're able to sense the mental tone. And some of these mental tones that you sense are really quite disagreeable. 
That's the nature of the, the problems. They can be angry. They can be uh, furious. They can be. They can shift. Mm. They can be very frightened. They can be depressed. And our task, our work, is to sustain that Buddha quality and awaken goodwill. Just okay. Depression is like this. Feels dark. Feels heavy. Feels can't go forward. Breathing in, breathing out. Hold the space. Widen, soften. Accept. Be with that. Think shift, slow shifts, feel tired, very tired, stay with that, feel sad, stay with that. Something let go. Feeling tender. Feeling playful. Things are moving. And so you can go through these waves of it. You hit the disturbance with its difficult emotional tones and those tones can shift come to a place where it's just really tender and relax and then it comes up so you know kindness compassion beautiful things and it really is like skin to skin, not thought. So to I to definition of problem. It's not me with a program of how to deal with a defined problem. That's 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 concept. Maybe a reasonable concept, but it's still you've got to dissolve beneath that into there's awareness meeting struggle. Meeting compacted stress, meeting resistance. How do I meet resistance? I can't push through it. I meet it with goodwill. We're, we're capable of this. And it can be quite slow. Just reflecting this morning, somehow, some. This really is a place of, of compassion. That which wishes to embrace the difficult. Now, this is a very beautiful story, which I'll just 
Kalofa because it's got a nice image to it. Uh, so, uh, I was in South Africa a while ago and meet a, 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 a nun, Sister Abigail, and she was also a nurse. And she just ba- basically decided this is what she had to do. And she just did it. And she did it huge amount of energy because she, this is just what I do. And um, so time, things are difficult in, in South Africa. Difficult everywhere, of course. But, you know, they found this baby in a, in a trash bin. This baby uh, been thrown into a, into a trash bin. So I took the baby out and he was dead. And she's never gonna I don't know. I don't know about that. So you've got this little baby. I just feel something there. It's dead, it's dead. No, things so she took the baby and just strapped it to her chest. So night and day baby strapped to her chest, just feeling the heartbeat, the skin, just holding it, holding it, for a little while, yeah, there's a heartbeat in there, it's alive, coming back, coming back, she kept this baby held to her body, baby comes alive, starts to move, you know, It took time, but just that quality to hold it close to your chest, right against your skin, right against where your heart beats. You know, there's no decision to change anything, but just to really get as close as you can to let your own health meet the difficult your own warmth meet the difficult bit. You know, and that's that's a story, isn't it? There's a lot of brutalization goes on. A lot of a lot of stuff being thrown in the trash bin. <laughs> There's a chance you bring them out. We let what ones come out and just hold it carefully. This is a, this is a responsibility. When you have, you begin to recognise as you do, otherwise you wouldn't be here. You know, the competent organising self is not good enough. You've got to go to something more basic, more primary, less organised less self, and yet, finally, more resourceful. Heart of goodwill. Remember, this is not me pumping out the goodwill to things in order to make them different. It's not an I am that's doing it. Because then it always, my meta's going to get the ill will out of my life. <laughs> then you've created a conflict. It's the quality itself. As we begin to dissolve some of our constructions, the constructed self, 
constructed body, the constructed life, the constructed time scale, you know, I am so and so, so and so, I'm 50 years old ago, this is what I am, belong constructions. Here is awareness, here's this, meet the stress, widen, soften, include it all. So this for your reflection this morning. So if you'd like to um, have a few moments, minutes to reorient back to the room.